0: Ronnie was alone he ventured down a dark alleyway which he was pretty sure the man had taken and came out by the river the embankment was lonely and deserted he was a fair distance from home left or right which way should he turn he heard a familiar sound chickens it was definitely chickens The moon gleamed for a moment on the river and Ronnie saw an old houseboat. The sound was coming from there. A hatch opened and Uncle Roger stepped out. In the moonlight he looked a mad sight. In the daylight he looked a mad sight. There wasn't much difference. Uncle Roger steered the houseboat to the riverbank. Ronnie leapt aboard.
1: Welcome aboard shipmate! Yeah, w- would you like some cocoa? Yes, please, Uncle Roger. So would I. Pity we haven't got any. Sorry, I'm spending too much time with the birds. I am a very frightened man, not a frightened chicken. Sorry, takes a while to get used to human company. And you are human. Never forget that, Ronnie.
2: Uncle Roger. What,
1: are you frightened of? Did I say I was frightened? No, no, no. Okay, harder cardboard. Noggle the kippers. Cast off. Knit one. Pearl three. Plymouth I'll go one.
0: The boat drifted down the river. Uncle Roger steered. The chickens perched all about him on the wheel and compass.
1: Where are we going? A good question, Ronnie. Further the better. I've still got my teeth, that's the main thing. Well, they're going to take your teeth out as well. I didn't stay to ask. <laughs> Pardon. You, you see, Ronnie, you know that corner shop? I went down there for some toothpaste. I had a strange compulsion to buy glums again. I'd only tried it once, because it had tenpence off. But in the shop, I decided to fight off the urge. No, I thought, I won't buy glums. Why should I? So I asked for another brand, and that was a mistake.
2: But why did you take the chickens with you, Uncle Roger?
1: I needed their moral support. You see, Ronnie, I, I knew I was in the presence of evil. <laughs> oh, pardon. We must get away from it. We are emigrating to Austria.
2: Austria, then, land.
1: Is it? Oh, um, Australia, then. But there is an unearthly attraction about Glum's products, Ronnie, which fills me with anxiety.
0: Uncle Roger looked miserable, until a new thought struck him.
1: Ow! Uh, Ronnie, a a new thought has just struck me. I could turn this boat round and search out that chemist and ask her to, to, to spend the rest of my life making toothpaste for glums. Oh, the honour of it, the privilege. Oh, let's turn back. Now keep going, Uncle Roger.
0: So it had come to this thought, Ronnie. Glum's toothpaste obviously must contain something which kept the user coming back for more. He was aware of the danger, but Uncle Roger was known to be a weak character. His dependence on the wicked toothpaste was a warning to everyone. I'm known as a weak character.
1: Ah, oh, pardon, let me be a warning to everyone.
0: The small houseboat chugged quietly down the river towards the estuary. It was warm in the wheelhouse, and the chickens dozed off. Ronnie dozed off, and Uncle Roger dozed off as the houseboat drifted towards the sea. At dawn, Uncle Roger awoke, scratched his neck, and let out a loud...
1: <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, oh, belay me, barnacles. Shit, mate, we're in a sea lane here. Yeah? We need to steer south southwest west so as not to run into them oil tankers. The further south we go, the warmer it'll get.
2: Do we have any provisions on board, Uncle Roger?
1: Oh, We've plenty of grit for the chickens, and soon they'll be laying. Soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. Do you hear, chickens?
0: The chickens scratched guiltily round the wheelhouse as Uncle Roger fed them, throwing some oats on the floor from a bag. Ronnie explored the deck. The houseboat was festooned with Flowers, shrubs, and strange plants. Were any of them edible, he wondered. They couldn't eat eggs all the way to Australia. The sky was lightning, and Ronnie looked up. Was that the moon rising? But how could it be at dawn? A pale ball seemed to be growing on the horizon and climbing into the sky. It was not the sun that touched the morning with promise. No, it was a celestial shape but it had gone again. Was it his imagination playing tricks? It was often suggested to Ronnie that he was an overimaginative boy.
1: I'm going to Australia, 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 because in Shepherds Bush I've been a failure, failure. You know Ronnie, my wife went to Australia with a Madagascan seaman.
2: Are we going to look for her? Do you want her
1: back? Oh no, no, I didn't like her back. I didn't like her front very much either. Actually, sideways, she looked like a London bus advertising the Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) Oh, that was all years ago. I I think we're divorced.
0: (laughs) Ronnie scanned the sky. No sign of that strange ball. They cast fishing lines over the side of the boat, and soon they'd caught some mackerel. Uncle Roger fried them. It was getting warmer out on deck. The sun was up. What a wonderful place to have breakfast. Breakfast.
1: As soon as we get to Australia, I shall fix you up with a school. There's nothing like a good education, except a nice, oiled egg
2: with toothpaste. Stop that, Uncle Roger. Did you know Mum and Dad
1: have gone missing? Ah, they'll turn up. If you lose something, look for something something else. If you lose your parents, look for an uncle.
0: (laughs) Suddenly, the ball that Ronnie had spotted in the sky was hovering over them. It had appeared out of nowhere, seemingly and hung about 200 feet above them, spinning and shimmering in the sunlight. It was metal, was it? It seemed like metal. It was more pear shaped he could see now, rather than like a ball. It was definitely not the moon. It was an unidentified flying object. Ronnie felt an irresistible magnetic pull. Suddenly, the object drew Uncle Roger's boat towards it on a spout of water. Doors slid open in the underside of the spacecraft, and the houseboat, Ronnie, Uncle Roger and the chickens disappeared into it. As the water spout fell away, cascading back into the sea, the unidentified flying object hovered an instant and vanished. The houseboat, nestled in the hatch of the strange spacecraft, Ronnie... Uncle Roger and the chickens were still on deck, getting accustomed to their new surroundings, when a door slid open above them in an upper gallery.
2: Hello, little
0: boy. Ronnie did not like being called a little boy. It was the chemist from the street corner shop, guarded by an alien creature. What was she doing here?
2: You forgot your tenpence off, little boy. Here it is.
1: That's a good bargain, that is, Ronnie. And I'll have three tubes, please. Glums. Yeah,
2: I remember you. You refused when you had the chance, did you not, to buy a glum product.
1: Well, yes, I I was worried about the chickens scratching up your shop, madam. So I got out quick. I, I just grabbed something.
2: You. Bought an alien brand, didn't you? Made on Earth. Don't answer her, Uncle Roger. You mean Glums is not made on Earth? I ask the questions round here, little boy. You, your pathetic Uncle Roger and those feathered clucking creatures, follow me.
0: Ronnie, his uncle and the chickens climbed and fluttered up the stairway to the gallery and proceeded through the metal door that closed behind them. They walked along a corridor which curved gently following the contours of the craft in a big circle. The chickens fluttered about, alighting on various persons, if these strange guards with antennae sticking out of their heads could be called persons. One of the chickens had taken perch on an antenna. I am getting interference. There is a bird on my antenna.
2: Now there isn't fried chicken, anyone? (laughs) How many times have we walked around this corridor?
3: Five. Repeat. Six, seven, eight.
2: You're malfunctioning.
3: Yes, I am obsolete. Due to be recycled, but owing to cuts, delayed.
2: Yes, I know you are. Where is the commander?
4: I am here. I am everywhere. I am the presence of the spacecraft. What have you to report, Madame Chemist?
2: Ah, yes. Uh, Well, uh, your most high commodity. Um, These are two suspects who did not cooperate with the market survey. So we have just been them aboard for your inspection.
0: The chemist bowed her head reverently.
4: I
5: am glum.
0: Glum, glum. To captivate, mum.
2: Buy a tube today.
0: Clean your teeth.
2: It's awfully belief.
0: Without, without you, always. Day.
4: Very good. Excellent crawling. Take the prisoners to dental care.
0: An inner door in the corridor slid open. They went through it, and the door closed behind them. They were in a dental surgery. The dentist was another humanoid with a mechanical but cheerful voice.
6: Right. Let's have you in the chair, then.
0: Without hesitation, Ronnie jumped into the chair. He'd been taught that dentists were nothing to be frightened of, and this one seemed friendly enough.
6: Hello, young man. Have you been cleaning your teeth regularly using gum? Yes. Open wide. Oh, what nice teeth you have got. I don't eat many sweets. I can see that. Keep up the good work. Brush your teeth up and down, not across. Next.
0: Ronnie jumped out of the chair. The chemist scowled.
2: You. Are a very fortunate little boy that you did not try to change your brand.
0: The chemist pointed at Uncle Roger.
2: Here is a wretch who did. Is he for the factory? Yes. I am rubbing my hands together with great satisfaction. I can see that they are steaming. Thank you. That unfortunate known as Uncle Roger is definitely for the factory. But first, you must destroy his personality by taking out all of his teeth.
1: The usual procedure.
0: Uncle Roger began scratching the floor like one of his chickens.
1: There is no need to destroy my personality. No, really, truly, I I haven't
6: got one. I even think I'm a chicken some days. He might be more useful as he is, this Uncle Roger.
0: Uncle Roger was out of the chair in an instant. The presence of the spacecraft spoke again.
4: Attention, attention. We are under investigation. The Galactic Trade Commission is examining our product. Proceed with the utmost caution.
2: Oh, dogs, rabbits! It's what I feared most! Is there no such thing as an intergalactic free enterprise? You're trying to take over the world with gloves! And what if we are? Hmm? Yes, we are from another galaxy, not this clapped out sun-based shambles. It won't last more than another six billion years or so anyway, so how can you do forward planning on that basis? We are a race of super salesmen ever seeking new frontiers. Sell, sell, sell. We are cosmic creators, confidently cutting corners with codependent cash crisis consumers. We are salivating, stampeding, suggestive, surgically surprised salesmen. We are mad, mad, mad mobile marketing mind-molesting maverick magicians making money.
0: The chemist (laughs) collapsed into the dentist's chair.
6: Open wide. Oh, that's the nasty cavity. Relax, this will not take (laughs) long.
0: Leaving the chemist in the dentist's chair, Ronnie and Uncle Roger and the chickens were led back to the chamber in which their houseboat lay. They climbed back on board. The floor of the chamber opened, and a water spout came up to meet them. The houseboat dropped gently onto it. The spout fell back to the ocean, and they fell back with it. The beautiful, spinning spacecraft hovered over them, and then moved rapidly away. It vanished. What ocean they were on was not clear. It was warm, very warm. They were drifting towards an unfamiliar coastline.
1: India! All ashore!
0: They beached in a sandy cove where exotic trees stirred their leaves in a soft wave of welcome.
2: How can you be sure it's India, Uncle Roger?
1: I've never been sure of anything, Ronnie. But I found that saying so often makes it so. Here, let's go for a paddle, shall we?
0: They sported in the shallow waves that lapped the white sand, while the chickens pecked and scratched inshore. One of them laid an egg. Uncle Roger leapt out of the water and raced towards it. As he reached to grab the egg, a hand picked it up. I confiscate this egg on
6: behalf of the Indian government. Why? I confiscate everything on behalf of the Indian government. That is why. Everything that comes ashore, isn't it? I am customs and exercise officer.
1: Don't you mean customs and excise?
6: No, I mean exercise. I have to walk everywhere. I am waiting for my bicycle to be issued, after which I will arrange to have it stolen.
1: That that egg
6: was laid ashore, my good man. Ah, which came first, the chicken or the egg? The chicken. Then the chicken is an illegal immigrant and will be taken to chicken centre where it will be turned into a vindaloo curry. (laughs) you, you, You
1: can't do that to one of my chickens. Not without its written permission which is quite impossible.
6: I am a great believer in paperwork. Your chickens must hire a lawyer. My nephew heartily recommended, very good price. Meanwhile, you can keep the egg. It is insignificant in the grand scheme of my duties. Now, what are you trying to smuggle ashore?
1: Nothing at all. We were on our way to Australia. We got picked up by a spacecraft and given a lift parted away.
6: A likely story, but truth is stranger than fiction. Excuse me.
0: The officer stared out at the shimmering ocean, lost in thought for many minutes, before remarking, This is a timeless place. One
6: would have great difficulty in boiling an egg here. Where would you find the four minutes? My name is Singes Thing. I used to work in a laundry. I singed everything. Now I am customs and exercise officer. Free uniform and boots. Sign here. Why am I signing for your uniform and boots? You look like a responsible person to me. Now, you must fill in this form to reclaim the items which are officially lost. But you're still wearing them. I have not had time to lose them yet. Don't put me under pressure, my good man. It will ruin
0: our partnership, isn't it?
2: Excuse me, sir. Is there a toothpaste factory around here that you know of?
0: A fear of look came over Singe's thing. (laughs) (laughs) That
6: is not a good question to ask around these parts. Makes the knees tremble awfully.
2: Are you a glum user?
6: Glum. Glum, yes, oh, misery, misery, Glum, Glum, it is sweeping our continent. Who will rid us of this
1: curse? I will. You don't happen to know where I can get some, do you? A tube or two, and no questions asked. I don't mind paying nobody odds. Yes, I have got some here.
0: A very precious item. <laughs> Singer's Thing produced a tube of Glum's toothpaste hardly used.
6: I'm your friend for life. Life is not long enough for friendship. True, true. Cue for song, I think. No no time for that. But we shall clean our teeth immediately together. Sharing a squeeze, as we say. I'd be
0: delighted.
2: No, you mustn't start again or you'll get hooked.
0: Ronnie grabbed the tube of toothpaste, raced to the water's edge and threw it far out into the ocean. Well, as far as he could. When he turned back, it was dark. The tropical night had descended. As he ran up the beach, he saw his uncle and singest thing fading into pitch black.
2: They've gone to get more toothpaste,
0: he thought. That could be Uncle Roger or his chickens. He set off after them. A pale moon came up, and soon Ronnie was able to see a little more clearly. He thought over the problem. True, glum products were in trouble with the Galactic Trade Commission, but this might make them all the more determined to dominate Earth. And how many other planets were they planning on taking over with their abominable toothpaste? They might even take over the Galactic Trade Commission. Ronnie's task seemed beyond a boy to succeed in. Dear
2: God, even if you look like a caterpillar today, Please help me find my mum and dad and rescue the prisoners in the toothpaste factory.
0: Was it God, or was it the Time Master in his mind that his adventure was coming to a climax and that it must be resolved soon? Though the sky was an immense dome, Ronnie could make out the stars that winked at him, and he felt less lonely. He stopped again and listened. He could no longer hear the clucking of Uncle Roger or the chickens, He was completely lost. An orange ball appeared overhead. It was not the spacecraft he'd been in before, nor was it the moon. That was up already. The ball grew bigger and bigger. Or was it coming closer? This is the Galactic Trade Commission. We are beaming you aboard. Stand
1: by.
0: Ronnie felt himself disintegrating. lovely feeling, like when he was ill once and seemed to be floating away from his body. He woke up in a room of golden metal.
4: Hello! I am the Commissioner for Galactic Trade. Welcome, Ronnie. Now, we are looking into complaints we've had about glum products. We need some evidence against them and we have reason to believe you can provide it. However, Whatever decision we make must be fair and impartial and based upon the facts available to us. Do you understand that? So how can I help you in my official capacity? The
2: glums are trying to take everybody's teeth
4: out. True, but this could be viewed as a kindly act of dental hygiene. We need something more substantial in the way of evidence. People are frightened. That. Is not enough. Sometimes people are frightened of good things because they cannot understand them. On the other hand, they are often not frightened of bad things because of their ignorance. Really, they should fear less as they gain in wisdom, but it's a long process. We haven't time for that. There are prisoners in the toothpaste factory. Yes, but they are willing prisoners, most of them. Addicted to the toothpaste, but willing. Now It's a difficult problem. It's a matter of the balance of evidence. We need something else. You are a bright boy. Maybe you know enough about this business to be able to help us.
0: Ronnie racked his brain. Of course. Dad's breakfast recordings. They were not only fun, but contained recent family disputes including the day his father had walked out of the house with his suitcase.
4: We'd better listen to them, then. How did you know what I was thinking? Never mind.
0: The commissioner went into a trance. The central antennae on her forehead began to vibrate. Suddenly, the recordings appeared in the room. They could not help laughing as they listened to the recordings. (laughs) Especially that cat tape. But there were other recordings that showed deep divisions in the family.
4: This could do the trick. These recordings provide definite evidence of family disturbance caused by glum products. They could well swing the balance of evidence with the Galactic Trade Commission. (laughs) Who can tell? Patience. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Ronnie. Can we drop you off anywhere? Yes, please. Anywhere near the toothpaste factory. Right. It's been a most enjoyable scene. (laughs) Now, when I beam you down, you will experience again that not unpleasant feeling of falling apart. I mention it because perhaps I could have the pleasure, that is, the great honour of joining you in your theme song. (laughs) If not, then I'll keep you on board. I confess I... Well, I don't much care about your pathetic adventure, actually. I care about, well, building up my part, becoming more interesting myself. But you're supposed to be a good person. Good? Well, who's going to remember good? It's all right for you. You've got all the lines and all the songs. Don't be so selfish. Can I
2: sing with you, please?
4: Or I'll ruin everything, I promise
2: you. All right, all right. As long as you beam me back down.
4: Oh, very good. <laughs> I have a fine voice, you know, underused. Shall I start? Y- yes, you start now. Ready?
2: I'm falling apart I'm losing the boy that I am I'm a snail, I'm a whale I'm a tiger that drowns in am. Lovely! Me next! I'm a ship that sails
4: Coral Reef Chorus, Ronnie I'm falling apart I am all, I am naught I'm the story Without it I'm lost To the boy that I am Who lives for the tales
2: And their glory
0: When the stardust of Ronnie reassembled to the shape of the boy he knew, he found himself to be on a mountain plateau. It was cold. He looked up and saw the orange ball distant now. It seemed to rock as if waving goodbye and disappeared. He was on his own again, but once more he could hear the sound of chickens. He began to make his way towards some lights that beckoned him across the plateau. As Ronnie approached the lights, they disappeared, seeming to sink into the ground. The plateau was surrounded by mountain peaks. Ice glinted, white as the moonlight reflected from the heights. Ronnie shivered. The air was so fresh and cold, he felt he could touch it, swim in it, float on it. He took a deep breath and felt better. A peal of laughter made him spin on his heels. <laughs> <laughs> Under a tree, the only tree for miles, sat an unusual man, squatting on the ground and rocking with laughter.
3: Why are you laughing? Oh, once you start laughing, will you see the funny side of things? <laughs> it's wonderful. You should try it. You.
2: I like to hear a good joke first. Oh,
3: <laughs> well, in that case, um, how about this one? There was an Englishman. An Irishman and a Scotsman. (laughs) Is that all? Oh, yes. That's the funniest one I know.
2: It doesn't have any ending. It doesn't have any meaning.
3: (laughs) I know. Don't get me started again.
0: (laughs) Ronnie sat down beside him. The old man's skin was as cold as the icy peaks.
3: (laughs) Who are you? I
0: am a yogi.
2: What's that?
3: I was hoping you might be able to tell me. (laughs) I spend my lifetime trying to find out. I'm trying to reunite myself with the universal spirit. But it's only when I stop trying, it starts to work.
0: (laughs) Ronnie shivered with cold. (laughs) The the yogi's skin began to radiate heat like an electric fire.
3: There, that's warmer for you. (laughs) Three rupees, please. I don't have any money. Oh. Well, in that case, you must learn to warm yourself. Yes, yeah. um, you must be energy efficient. Now, think of of, um, of the desert heat. Yes, the desert heat. Yeah, and then the scorching sun. Oh. And, uh, and the blistering sun. Oh, ah. ah yeah.
0: Ronnie did that, and soon he was sweating. There.
3: Now, what can I do for you? Can you help me to find the
2: toothpaste factory?
3: Oh, it's in your mind and will materialize in the fullness of time. You were born for adventure, Ronnie. Therefore, adventure must come your way. Can Mm. you help me to defeat Glums? Well, there are two sides of the problem, Ronnie. See, there is the toothpaste, and there is people's desire for the toothpaste. Take away people's desire for the toothpaste, and the market will collapse. But, as most people are not ready for that yet, You'd better concentrate on removing the toothpaste. <laughs> yes.
0: The old man began to float in the air.
3: I must go now, Ronnie. It's been a great pleasure meeting you. But then, well, it was a great pleasure before I met you, and and will continue to be a great pleasure afterwards. <laughs>
0: yes. He hovered in the air, about three feet above the ground, still in the sitting position.
3: Good luck with your search. Don't forget to see the funny side of things. And above all... Oh, I'm above all!
0: (laughs) The yogi floated away on a peal of laughter. He seemed to merge into the mountaintops and become one with those snowy peaks. And there was the factory. How could Ronnie have missed it? Right in front of him, only a hundred yards away. He ran towards it. A fence of barbed wire confronted him, lit by searchlights, shadowy figures, wearily lifted objects and hauled trucks beyond the glare around the perimeter fence. How was he going to get in? Hands grabbed him. Getting in was not going to be a problem.
2: Hello, little boy.
0: Ronnie did not like being called a little boy.
2: Where are my mum and dad? First things first, how dare you try to disrupt my plans? <gasps> Who took all your teeth out? You've noticed. Yes, I have been disgraced and must try and work my way back into favor and get a lovely set of new false choppers. You, little boy, have been the cause of my downfall is a mere temporary setback. A successful sales campaign here on Earth will mean my promotion to head office on Glumdonis, the administrative planet, with my own office, my own desk, my own waste paper basket, and my own waste paper.
0: Her eyes narrowed and seemed to stare at each other across her nose. Such was the state of her anxiety and suspicion.
2: What did you tell the galactic The consumer is the most important consideration in any sales campaign. (laughs) Where did you learn that ridiculous rubbish? At a blooming business school? The consumer is a mere instrument of our profits. I'll show you what a consumer looks like.
5: Bring her in!
0: A door opened, and a woman came in. She stared at Ronnie, dully.
5: Hello, Ronnie. I'm a glum mum now. I put Glum products first before my family, before everything. I use Glum's toothpaste, Glum's floor polish, Glum's sink cleaner, Glum's shoe polish, Glum's hand cream, Glum's nail varnish, Glum's That's shampoo, enough, glum-
2: Mrs. Whatever your name is. Customer hmm. number 36451. Um, You have proved my point. Total consumer loyalty. Have you received your monthly bargain coupons?
5: Yes. And a free visit to the manicurist when my nails grow again. They fell out with my hair. It's the pollution, you know. We can't do a thing
2: about it, I'm sorry.
5: That's all right.
2: Excellent. Well, now, come with us, Ronnie, and see how our little factory
5: works.
0: Escorted by the humanoids, they went out of the office. Ronnie tried to comfort his mum.
5: I don't mind, Ronnie. Not one little bit.
0: In the cold air outside, Ronnie thought he could hear a peal of laughter. (laughs) The yogi. How could he laugh at such a situation? Then Ronnie remembered.
3: Don't forget to see the funny side of things.
0: He took great heart and he breathed in deeply. The darkest hour was always before the dawn and soon the night sky would lighten. They found Uncle Roger pushing a big truck. The chickens perched atop it. He took out a tube of toothpaste and squeezed some into his mouth. He put the cap back on carefully. Why, golly, that was good.
2: Where's your egg, Uncle Roger? Did they take it away from you? You know how long you've waited for your chickens to lay. That first egg is a precious sign of more to come. The chickens need to know that you care, then more eggs will follow.
1: My egg? My egg? They took it. But they gave me Glum's toothpaste. (laughs) My egg? The egg, yes. Yes, who's sitting on it? Who's sitting on it? Are any of you silly birds sitting on the egg? eh? No, no, they took it. They took it. (laughs) Why, Why did you come, Ronnie? You're spoiling all the fun.
0: Uncle Roger took another squeeze of toothpaste and pushed the truck away, a bowed and broken figure.
2: Wasn't that a nice reunion with your uncle, little boy? Now I will show you someone else you know.
0: The chemist led him into a long shed where a truly miserable sight met Ronnie's eyes. Crumpled, grey figures attended incredible machines that ticked. Rock shook and roared and roared as they churned out endless glum products. All the prisoners stood to attention beside their machines and sang.
5: Bum, bum, oh what fun, it answers all our needs. Glum, glum, by the ton, on it our whole life feeds. Glum, glum, here we come, we are but shaken reeds. Glum, glum, we poor scum, are here to do your deeds. Glum, glum, we love you so, never ever let us go. Um.
0: Down the end of the shed, behind a huge vat, they found Dad. He still had his teeth in. They let me keep them so my pipe wouldn't fall out my mouth. Yeah, it's a grand life here, Ronnie. I'm a free man. I make my own choices. Dad bent down over the vat, stirring the toothpaste mixture inside it. The chemist turned to Ronnie with silky menace.
2: You see how your parents have adapted to this happy environment? Soon you'll be happy too, Ronald.
0: Ronnie didn't like being called Ronald.
2: It's Ronnie! No, really. We'll see about that Little boys don't choose their names. I'm not a little boy! You are behaving like a spoiled Brit. Who will listen to a tale-telling twerp like you, hmm? A story, Strangler. And it's my story, by the way, not yours. No, it's not. It's a Ronnie story, isn't it? Yes, yes, oh, yes. no, it isn't. Oh, oh yes, yes, it is. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, oh yes,
6: yes, it is.
2: Oh, yes, it is. I have no time to argue with a load of cumbersome clotted kids like you lot. The Trade Commission will make a fair decision. They've promised that. We provide what people want. Yes, but the Trade Commissioner knows how you get people to want it.
5: Ronnie, you shouldn't argue. You'll soon fit in and we'll be the happiest family in the toothpaste factory. We've never had it so good. Mum, can't you remember
2: what it was like to be real?
0: Suddenly, the roof shook. The building trembled. A voice boomed.
1: This is the Galactic Trade Commission. We have a ruling on Glum's products. We find there is not enough evidence against Glum's to discontinue their production. That is all. Roger it out.
0: Ronnie felt an overwhelming disappointment. How could the Trade Commission make such a bad decision? He heard laughter. It was was the yogi.
3: How can you laugh now? Ronnie, fear not. Laugh. Laugh as if your life depended on it. Try and see the funny side.
0: (laughs) The yogi disappeared. Ronnie looked at the dismal scene. What was there to laugh about? At that moment, Uncle Roger staggered towards them, pushing the heavy truck. He came up to the chemist.
1: Do you think if I'm very good, I could have a look at my egg every Saturday afternoon? Or if if I'm asking too much, could I at least...
0: Write to it every Christmas. Dad, who was nearby, began to laugh.
6: Dear
1: oh, me. Dear Egg
0: raved on Uncle Roger, composing the letter in his addled mind.
1: It would be nice if you could visit us this year, but it's not the sort of trip that takes a lot of planning. I mean once out of your shell there's, there's no going back. But that's life
0: for all of us. Even mum was laughing now.
5: <laughs> oh Ronnie, that uncle of yours he's a case, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> By golly,
1: I I don't know what's so funny. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I don't know, madam. I'm only laughing because other people are laughing. It's my weak character. (laughs) 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 Uh, An egg, an egg, my kingdom for an egg.
0: The rest of the prisoners began to laugh. Suddenly, Mum pushed the chemist into the vat of toothpaste. She looked so funny, floundering in the ribboned mixture. They howled with laughter. Hoots of joy raised the roof, and the yogi's pearls of mirth could be heard, ringing amongst them. (laughs) Outside in the dawn sky, the orange spacecraft of the Galactic Trade Commission appeared and halted, hovering. Inside the craft, the Trade Commissioner hurried to the scanning machine. Projected onto the screen was the inside of the shed, And everyone doubled up with mirth, rolling about on the floor.
4: A Galactic Trade Commission ruling is nothing to laugh about?
3: How dare they?
6: Here is an urgent message.
3: Top priority from...
6: Supreme headquarters.
3: Which
4: is somewhere in my head. Ah! This changes everything. Re-Glum's ruling. In weighing evidence, Overlooked the recordings. Have just played them. These recordings show definite signs of disruption of family life by Glum's products. Trade commission ruling reversed. Final decision, disband and dissolve Glum's immediately.
0: The galactic trade commissioner returned to the scanner screen, which was showing chaotic scenes from the toothpaste factory. She was in time to see the chemist in the vat disappear beneath the ribboned muck.
4: They have taken the law into their own hands. The prisoners obviously did not agree with our previous ruling. Well, earth people have minds of their own. I am glad the reverse decision just delivered in their favor came late or they might not have known they had the power within themselves to put things right. Thus, Robot 17, I am able to declare the moral to this story.
3: Uh, What is that?
4: Never mind. You are not programmed for morality. Make arrangements to have the toothpaste factory demolished and all the prisoners returned home. I will now leave the story, which is definitely a roddy story. Don't let anybody tell you different. Though I still maintain, I should have had a bigger part.
0: Back at the toothpaste factory, Uncle Roger rushed to the main office and forced open the safe amidst a flurry of chickens and merry prisoners. The eggshell lay in pieces. A tiny chicken jumped out and perched on Uncle Roger's hand. His eyes filled with tears. Soon, all the prisoners had been beamed back to their homes. Some had brand new sets of false teeth. Glum's toothpaste quickly disappeared off the market. The old chemist shop was pulled down, and a parking lot was put up in its place, almost overnight. In fact, it was overnight. There's progress for you, Ronnie. Ronnie knew the Time Master had fitted it all into the time zone for the adventure, with only seconds to spare. But... He didn't think his father would understand this. Perhaps Uncle Roger would, because he was mad, or cracked as one of his chickens' eggs. Have you heard from your Uncle Roger recently?
2: He's decided to stay in India, Dad. He met a yogi, a wise man who's helping him to look after the chickens. They're laying lots of eggs.
0: Mum was making cushions. Dad kissed her gently on the cheek.
5: (laughs) What's come over you to do that?
0: Well, Been working a lot of overtime lately at the factory. Which I hasten to add was not a toothpaste factory or anything to do with glums, a name quickly forgotten in the fast-moving world of economics. When Ronnie went to bed that night, he prayed, thanking God for a wonderful adventure, and he added pointedly,
2: Dear God, I've decided you look like everything on a good day, especially a jelly trifle. If Mum gets bored again, We might need another adventure for the good of the family, because, you know, adversity brings people together."
0: He heard laughter, (laughs) and for a moment he felt the coolness of the mountains. He breathed deeply, and it was the air, crisp and fine, of the Bengal Plateau. Ronnie fell asleep. The end, which is always a new beginning, isn't it?
6: is the new superintendent in a large
1: unified school district. He wanted to hold the district accountable to the same standards they hold students to, to level up and surpass expectations. So he earned a doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Now he's taking charge and making measured improvements. What do you think preparing students for success looks like? GCU offers over 175
5: high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.